0: Welcome back to San Francisco Legislative Outlook, the weekly program that provides you with an update on the latest decisions made by our elected officials. I'm Jennifer Lowe.
1: And I'm C.J. Hunt.
0: On Monday, October 27th, the Government Audit and Oversight Committee considered a plan to form a tourism improvement district and levy an assessment on hotels in the district.
2: It is the tourism and travel sector um, of our economy that is right now saving San Francisco's bacon. It is... Our largest industry generating over 8 billion in annual economic impact. However, our Convention and Visitors Bureau, which operates the convention and hotel sales and marketing efforts for San Francisco, does not have adequate reliable resources to grow or even maintain current market share of the convention business and leisure travel business.
0: Improving the Moscone Center with badly needed infrastructure, a variety of upgrades, and additional space is critical to ensuring the ongoing success of the Yerba Buena neighborhood. The item was referred to the full Board of Supervisors as the Committee Report and was approved with a unanimous vote. The Committee also heard a report from the Blue Ribbon Panel on the future of St. Luke's Hospital.
1: The Blue Ribbon Panel is a way to be the change we hope to see. The conditions of our world, and for me, this means not only the financial crisis that has gripped our attention, but also the advent of the environmental crisis uh, coinciding with this global financial crisis mean that we have great possibilities, but we are also called to act in new ways. The outcome of this will be that St. Luke's will be a state-of-the-art community hospital supported by ambulatory care access in new community clinics, and supported by the clinical services available at the rest of CPMC. So the outcome will be a citywide health care system that is fully integrated. A lot of big issues were before the Land Use and Economic Development Committee on Monday, October 27th. The committee examined an ordinance from Supervisor Alioto Pier that would require the activation of closed captioning during video events in a park, open space, zoo or other outdoor recreation area.
3: Since most of these films are projected off of a DVD player, they already have captions and or subtitles. It costs nothing to turn them on. When they are turned on, individuals that are hard of hearing can participate in these community events. Captions and subtitles also benefit people for whom English is their second language. Reading words accompanied by sound helps people learn language more easily and quickly.
1: The item was continued to the committee's next meeting on November 5th. They also considered Supervisor McGoldrick's ordinance prohibiting wooden fixed utility ladders on residential buildings. The item was referred to the full Board of Supervisors as a committee report and was approved with a unanimous vote. Another item before the Land Use and Economic Development Committee on Monday was Supervisor Maxwell's ordinance requiring that steam or fossil fuel power plants in mixed-use zoning districts, obtain conditional use authorization.
2: You need a conditional use for an ATM in most of San Francisco. The notion that you can, as of right, put a power plant in all of the industrial, industrially zoned parts of San Francisco, which are primarily in the southeast part of town, and that this has not existed, uh, is you know, pretty crazy. The item was referred to the full board meeting on November 4th.
1: Two items from Supervisor Peskin were also considered by the Land Use Committee. One would prohibit formula retail uses in the Chinatown mixed-use districts.
2: I want to quote, I mean, Phil Chen, the Chinese-American uh, architectural historian, said that the character of Chinatown is not in its architecture, but the life on the street and the vitality on the sidewalk. And I, I want to add, a um, lot of those vitalities on the sidewalk are created by the small mom-and-pop storefronts lining those blocks. Uh, so, I ask you uh, to consider the ban on uh, uh, on chain store in Chinatown.
1: The item was referred to the full board on November 4th. The committee also deliberated on Supervisor peskin and Slope Protection Act that would create procedures to review and make recommendations on permit applications for property within certain areas of the city and require mandatory denial of permits unless the applicant can document that there is sufficient infrastructure to support the building and that the proposed emergency access routes meet established standards. The item was sent to the full board as a committee report for consideration on October 28th and was passed with a unanimous vote. Also on Monday, a resolution from the mayor authorizing an agreement relating to the retrofit
2: of Potrero power plant was considered. This legislation uh, which came on the heels of a very hastily um, prepared uh, feasibility report, which I think has been um, debunked by uh, the experts we had before this committee last week, was debunked by um, anybody with uh, a high school, uh, can be debunked by anybody with a high school education. Um, that this, that I don't think this resolution that's before us today moves that conversation forward. The item was forwarded
1: to the November 4th full board meeting with a do not pass recommendation. And finally, the Eastern Neighborhoods Area Plan was on the Land Use and Economic Development Committee's agenda on Monday and at another meeting on Wednesday, October 29th. Consideration of the plan was continued to the committee's next meeting on November 5th.
0: On Tuesday, October 28th, the City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee considered a resolution urging the San Francisco Unified School District to reconsider the current school assignment system for K-12 admissions, and placed greater emphasis on geographic considerations for school assignments. The resolution was referred to the full Board of Supervisors as the committee report, so it could be considered later that same day.
3: Well, I respect certainly what uh, our colleague Supervisor Chu is trying to do in terms of a policy consideration here, in terms of the practical problems regarding young people, families having to take children, from one area to another area, I fear that the exclusionary nature of geographic placement and the exclusion of certain groups, particularly ethnic-based, minority-based groups, from being able to attend schools in other neighborhoods will be the net result of a geographic-based system.
0: At the full board, the item failed with a 5-5 five to five vote, with Supervisor Armiano absent. Supervisors Daly, Maxwell, McGoldrick, Karimi, and Peskin all voted against the resolution. The City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee also considered Supervisor McGoldrick's ordinance prohibiting any new advertising signs on street furniture and new general advertising signs visible to the public on the exterior of city-owned buildings. The committee referred the item to the full board's November 4th meeting.
1: On Tuesday, October 28th, the full board of supervisors considered a plan to authorize landlords to pass through to tenants 50% of increased water and sewer rates. The item was continued to November 18th. The full board also pondered a prohibition on the sales of tobacco products on property owned by or under the control of the city and county of San Francisco. The item was approved with a unanimous vote. There was another unanimous vote for a resolution urging the State of California to amend the Vehicle Code to raise fines for counterfeiting or misusing disabled parking placards. The resolution also urges the State to strengthen the criteria for disabled parking placards eligibility and require photo identification of disabled placard users on the placard. Interim controls for new residential developments over 20 units or for new commercial or retail developments over 50,000 square feet near the southern 19th Avenue corridor were adopted unanimously, as was a resolution opposing renewal of the wastewater discharge permit for Morant's potrero Power Plant. The resolution also urges the San Francisco Bay Regional Water Quality Control Board to decline to issue a permit extension for the plant. And the full board also unanimously approved an ordinance establishing a uniform procedure for enforcement of existing anti-blight laws that also adds additional definitions of blight conditions subject to enforcement and authorizes civil penalties and injunctive remedies for continuing violations. Now a report on the mayor's activities this week.
0: On Tuesday, October 28th, Mayor Gavin Newsom announced the following new appointments and reappointments to San Francisco's commissions. Linda Creighton has been reappointed to her third term on the Airport Commission. She is Senior Regional Director, Government Relations for Comcast Cable Communications. Tanya McVeigh-Peterson has been reappointed to the Board of Appeals. She works as the Corporate Counsel of Complex Litigation for Hewlett Packard. Frank Fung has also been reappointed to the Board of Appeals. He is the president and founder of ED2, an architectural firm. Matt Tuchow has been reappointed to the Environmental Commission. He is Vice President of Global Compliance and Ethics and Assistant General Counsel at McKesson. Nora E. Vargas is the new appointment to the Human Rights Commission. She is the Executive Director of the Latino Issues Forum. August J.P. Longo is a new appointment to the Human Rights Commission. He serves as regional director for the California Democratic Party and as chair of the party's disability caucus. And finally, CPA and real estate broker Arthur Tom was made a new appointment to the Taxicab Commission.
1: That's all for this week's report on the mayor's activities. For more information on the mayor's office, check out www.sfgov.org. Now here's what's coming up next week with the Board of Supervisors.
0: On Tuesday, November 4th, the Board will once again consider an appropriation of nearly half a million dollars for Mission District violence prevention and reduction. Supervisor Ammiano's ordinance revising the City's noise control regulations and creating a noise task force is on the agenda as well, as an ordinance creating a voting systems task force. The full Board will also ponder an ordinance sponsored by Supervisors Peskin and Daly, requiring registration of people who lobbied the staff of the Planning Department, Department of Building Inspection, or Department of Public Works regarding permits. And on Wednesday, November 5th, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee will hold a hearing on the Candlestick Point and Hunters Point Shipyard Revitalization Project. And once again, the Eastern Neighborhoods Plan will also be on the committee's agenda.
1: That's all we have for this week's legislative report. For updated agendas and other information on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, go to sfgov.org BOS. Now next up is Bill Dillon with this week's calendar of events.
3: Hi, this is Bill Dillon with the SFGTV Community Calendar. Don't forget that November 4th is Election Day. The polls open at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. To find out what's on the ballot or to locate your polling place, go to sfgov.org elections. For some entertainment, how about a free movie? The San Francisco Public Library is showing the 1972 film Jeremiah Johnson, starring Robert Redford, as part of their series Sidney Pollack, 1934-2008. to It's at 12 noon in the Coret Auditorium, Main Library, 100 Larkin Street. Then at 6.30, maybe you can help out the planning department with their Housing Element Environmental Impact Report Public Scoping Meeting. It's from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at the San Francisco Planning Department, 1650 Mission Street, Room 431. The City and County of San Francisco is preparing an environmental impact report for the 2004 housing element and will be preparing for the environmental review of the next housing element update, which is due to the Department of Housing and Community Development in June of 2009. Written comments will also be accepted at the meeting and until the close of business on November 12, 2008. On Sunday, November 9th, This Is Not A Tour, co-sponsored by the African American Center. Follow high school students on a 10-day journey to the South as they learn the real history of the civil rights movement from those who made it. It will be followed by a panel discussion on the nature of African American civil rights. That's from 2 to 4 p.m. November 11th is Veterans Day and is a city, state, and federal holiday. All government offices closed. Commuter tow residential permit, Monday through Friday daytime street sweeping. Zones will not be enforced, but seven-day street sweeping will be enforced and parking meters enforced at Fisherman's Wharf only. Then on November 12th, there's a Kearney Street Workshop panel discussion, in conjunction with the Chinese Culture Center's exhibition, Icons of Presence, Asian American Activist Art panel will discuss the similarities and differences between Asian and Pacific Islander artists working in the 1970s and today. Robin Takayama will moderate. It's from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Chinese Culture Center of San Francisco, 750 Kearney Street, 3rd floor. The admission is free. For more information, go to KearneyStreet.org. And that's the SFGTV Community Calendar.
0: Thanks, Bill. That's all for this week's show. For SFG TV, I'm Jennifer
1: Lowe. And I'm CJ Hunt. Tune in every week for the latest on your local government. And don't forget to voice your opinion and vote next Tuesday, November 4th.